Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Let's do the right thing. Brought to you by Passion Media in association with RadioWorks and Maple Street Creative. This is the LDTRT podcast, set up in conjunction with Passion Media and RadioWorks, and it was designed to tell the story of leaders in the media industries, focusing on their journeys and motivations. I launched a media agency in 2022, which is going strong. Um, I've had loads of great advice in doing so along the way, and in fact, a lot of it from great guests on this podcast, and I'm still on the mission to gather the best advice. I'm delighted today to be speaking with Neil Cunningham, CEO, and Charlotte Parks-Taylor, the CSO, and both co-owners at Cream. Cream is a full-service advertising agency accelerating growth for progressive businesses. With people-centric planning across consulting, creative, communication services, they change the consumer behaviour to not only create business growth for clients, but also build a more sustainable and equitable future for everyone, which sounds great. (laughs) Hello, welcome, and how are you both? Very Very well. Thanks for having us on. And it's a pleasure to have you here. Let's start with Cream. Can you, can you tell us a bit about Cream, the background of it, what the business is? Yeah, so as, as you very nicely summarised, we're a full-service I stole that summarisation from you. Yeah, by yeah, us. Yeah, which luckily <laughs> has been updated recently. Yeah, luckily <laughs> it remains the case from the website. Um, so we're a full-service agency, and really at the centre of that is this belief that in the way the system is working, there's a lot of the kind of human understanding is being lost in the way agencies, the world of advertising, the world of marketing um, operates. So you kind of get distracted by brand or distracted by ego. or You sort of lose sight of that through thread where really what marketing and brands and plenty of kind of B2C services want to do is offer some sort of value exchange with the people, whether it's bring them joy, bring them something that they need in their lives. So the way that we've formed cream from where it started as just a media agency to where we stand now is that we've used that kind of to be honest curiosity with people how they work what motivates them to create a more full service model that has that through thread so rather than having something where with every pass of the baton between different agencies you lose a little bit of that human understanding we're kind of trying to tie that all back together again we both come from sort of slightly different backgrounds in terms of where we started and um, I guess career career progression, but the fundamental thing that we both are very passionate about is getting under the skin of people. Like yes, professionally, just generally. I'm really good at doing that. <laughs> uh, uh, my my family tell me I'm brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> but like understanding what motivates them, and we and we oh that we okay. we, we, we both. <laughs> We both think that that is the smartest way to unlock media challenges, Agreed. you know, creative mm. problems, you know, and everything that we do and all the kind of the, the different activations, whether it's an influencer product or it's a, you know, it's a kind of a TV campaign or it's a rebranding project project. 
that's our way in. It's not right for every client, 100, mm. for sure. And sometimes brand needs to come first rather than audience. But that's the way that we do it. And that's the way that we kind of fit with our clients. And if we understand the audiences of highest value best and everything you know sometimes we don't even use half the work that we're doing you know we can end up with a pen portrait which some some businesses like and some don't sometimes it's really data heavy sometimes it kind of comes out if you know econometric work we might do which is a little blunt but but still useful um but it, it just it just gives us this center of gravity this focus that is brilliant for our team it generally galvanizes our, our clients and, and and other agencies they might work with i mean you know yes we're a full service agency but we have learned an en- enormous amount from working with brilliant partners over you know over the years and, and even recently so you know i think that's that's the bit we're most passionate about that's yeah. the bit that gets us through you know gets us through the sort of thing you know, the, the trickier times when we're sort of trying to convince clients to do projects or you know or, or business is quiet and, and that's that's what kind of where we initially came together i suppose mm. and also i guess the the fascination with humans the people-centric model also applies to our own business and the way we treat the people who work in the business the way we interact with clients the way we interact with partners and it quite quickly was a way that we could set a blueprint for how we operate how we think brands should operate without getting too highfalutin how we think the world should operate with more care about the people Mm. in it and around it um so yeah it's been a useful guiding principle for us there's a couple of things you say in there that are 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 particularly pertinent and and interesting to i mean it's all fascinating and i I love your journey but you know when when you mentioned so many different facets to start with you're obviously going out and doing the right thing and finding the right solution for the clients and it's not a one thing fits all which is incredibly important you know the amount of um cut and paste media schedules we've seen over our lifetime is insane Mm. you can't be doing that everything is different and every solution is different the other thing you mentioned is, is, is your people, and you've got a particularly interesting um, employment policy, haven't you? Yeah, we we try and prioritise hiring people who have never worked anywhere else, basically, or never worked in the world of advertising, marketing, media agencies, creative agencies. They haven't had exposure to that landscape before, which is by design, not just so that we can brainwash people, but we want them to have no preconceptions of what a solution to a brand marketing business problem should look like. We want people to be able to say, okay, this brand wants to communicate this thing to these people. Where do we begin? And rather having already been programmed to think, well, I've been trained how to buy outdoor media. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to say the whole solution is outdoor media. Outdoor's great. No shade to outdoor. but, But there's plenty of other ways to look at it. And so we try and train people to have curiosity to or be focused curiosity to be able to ask the right questions challenge clients in a way that's collaborative and be able to find the right solution and sometimes that solution is something that cream can offer and sometimes it's not but in our experience having that really clear and honest conversation with a client that's at a very in, intelligent level i guess mm. to say actually this is a great media brief thanks so much but we think you need to do these steps first yep. you know let's get back in touch or we can pass you on to someone those are the pitch conversations that tend to convert best for us even if we don't actually end up pitching absolutely you you build build... a lot of credibility by saying no exactly um so yeah it has its challenges it means that we have to start recruiting way ahead of when we think new work might land or new business might land because it takes a while to get people up to speed if they've never even been in an office before an office environment there's a lot of kind of general business training that you have to do as well as training in the job and because of our breadth of services 
it also ends up almost being like sort of a grad training scheme where you do a little bit of creative understanding, a little bit of media buying, some of this kind of data analytics. Um, so we kind of have a constant recruitment process for entry level roles um, and then grow up through the business. So I joined as an intern in 2013 and two of the other people in the management team, exactly the same. Yeah. So. I mean, the, the, until relatively recently, I was I was the only person in the mm. business that had ever worked. I mean, not ever, anywhere else, but certainly in another agency. Mm. I think that the training the training point is really important. So yes, yes, we provide lots of opportunities for for people to understand different bits of the market. You know, some through things like the IPA, which is fantastic. Yep. Partly it's through kind of picking really good specialist partners who can infuse their passion for yep. what they do, so that it's not so we're not just in a bubble, which is really dangerous. Oh yeah, otherwise you're the best thing in the world, yeah. and you've got no balance to that. Man, it can yeah, it can be a real, it can be a real problem. But it, but it, the other thing is we had to accept. Because we, we have tried different, you know, bringing people in from other agencies. Mm. Like, it wouldn't it be? And when we talk to business advisors or you know consultants, they're like, well, actually, wouldn't it be great to bring in this person? They bring all, you know, they bring their clients along, and you learn really quickly. And it hasn't always worked out fantastically. What we've had to accept is that growth will be slower because of it. Because mm. you know, we bring in grads. It can take three months. It can take it can take a year before we really see the talent in that person. But slow and steady is good. Well, yeah. I think you know, it, I think the foundations are stronger for it. Yeah. I think you know, and it gives us a bit more flexibility, you know, as we kind of come across new projects, um, because we know that we're going to go and find specialist partners if we need to kind of work on a certain thing that we've never done before. Um, now, some of the specialism we have built ourselves. So, our director of insight and analytics, we put him through a data science masters because he showed an aptitude for that sort of thinking. He's also my brother. I'm talking about him as if he's just an employee. <laughs> he happens to be my brother, um, but he put his hand up and said, I really want to do this master's and I think it could add value to the business in these ways and I think it's better that I do it rather than we outsource yep. it and we discuss, you know, what would we be gaining in the long term, short term, put him through that and it has absolutely transformed the way we do everything in our business, just a level of rigour, not just, you know, we can now say we do econometric modelling, it's much more widely spread, that kind of knowledge base now but, yeah, sometimes we've built our own specialists Mark is our creative director. We have an innovation director now. And some of it, yeah, you can train and you can get outside training to kind of build those expertise. But sometimes, yeah, Neil and I make the call if it's something we want to grow or if it's something we want to find in excellent partners. Oh, and that's demonstration of people first, right? Investing in the exactly, people that yeah. in, in your business and then, you know, let yeah. them fly. Love it. Precisely. You know, we, we got into the Sunday Times best places to work last year, which is obviously great. And like a box ticked. And it was, was that you with a bat behind everybody saying you must vote well, for this? Oh, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite. That's how you it love works. it, don't you? That's how, it works. <laughs> That's how it works, right? We also do our own internal thing, which which lined up, thankfully. Yeah. Um, but it also means that we're culturally aligned in a way that, you know, it's, there's, a, there's a, I guess there's a, yeah, we're, there's a cultural alignment that, that maybe doesn't come from bigger agencies or agencies that are kind of built in a slightly different way, which means that when we instigate new projects or, you know, so we've just we've just found out we've become a B Corp. But it means that the changes that we need to make or how we approach charity work or, or some of the kind of some of the some of the other kind of projects that we've instigated, everyone's immediately on board. And also we really respect their opinion mm. and we can, you know, that's that's been that's been a much easier process for us because everyone's come in with like attitudinal similarities and you know and a, and it's not just we're not just hiring on skill set which which can be successful but certainly isn't the way that we've built you know built the business up to this point and because we trust everyone so much, I mean linked to the B Corp accreditation but also just linked to our principles as a business we want to help our clients businesses grow mm. 
But being blunt, we think advertising is very successful and works fundamentally. So we want to help the right kind of businesses grow. Because if we have this really powerful tool, we don't want to give it to a business that's actively discriminating against people or making the world a worse place in broad terms. So that means that when new business leads come in or new projects land, we have to really think about, is that a business we want to grow? through our work so some of that has actually oh, been done must through get tricky it does yeah, because I mean, they... the good, so far we haven't had a gray area which is great but in those gray areas the model we've set up is that leadership team will have a conversation about it and then mm. we bring it down to the broader team and we yeah. say well here's the pros here's the cons here's where we think you know all their stuff's at and let's make a decision on it and i think the interesting thing so far with some of those conversations with new business leads that have been more in the grey area, you find out quite quickly whether they're going to be right for us or not by just asking to see some <laughs> some evidence of, you know, do you have anything in place in line, you know, in some of the sort of realm of B Corp style documentation or any kind of promises around sustainability or any goals or any impact reports, impact reports, reports yeah. you know, all this sort of stuff. If they're like, mm, no, why? Then you're sort of like, well, that kind of says everything <laughs> so we can draw a line under it. But yeah, we really trust the team. A lot of them have been with us a long time and it feels like we're trying to run it through a forum-style engagement where we can talk to everyone and trust their opinion. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It feels from this conversation that the B Corp accreditation was something that the business was able to do quite naturally, but without yeah. changing things to do it. That's what was really interesting was we th we kind of thought we should definitely do this. It's going to change the way we operate, which it certainly has. But a lot of it when we were going through and I say we, Neil, did the vast majority of it. I'm, I'm um, well done. I'm, I'm aware <laughs> of the headache that comes it's, with it. It's huge. Know. Jamie and Neil, um, Jamie and our leadership team, they really did everything um but going through those as a senior leadership team all the different criteria actually a lot of it we were already doing but we just hadn't codified yep. and actually the codification is the important thing because then you hold yourselves to account the team know where everything is everything is laid out because in a small business there's a tendency to just sort of organically grow and not write things down yeah. so 
I think it's been really useful for but, that. But also, you know, we we're good at good at setting financial targets yeah. and you know keep, keeping between between the two of us at least, and certainly with the rest of the management team and our sort of finance team, you know, being really clear with what we want to achieve quarter by quarter. And Charlotte's right; most most of the really key stuff on the B Corp list we were doing, but we certainly weren't setting clear targets. Yeah. Mm. And and you know, we we have grown a fair bit over the last couple of years, and we hope to grow over the next few years. And I think it's never been it's a perfect time to start doing that and say, okay, yeah. well, here's what our energy consumption in the office looks like and here are the sorts of clients we work with and here's what our kind of you know our benefits package looks like for certain you know certain businesses here's what here's what our recruitment processes are looking like but you're writing them down and holding ourselves to them and setting targets obviously b corp comes back in three years and and checks in on how we're doing uh and that that's the bit that's been really really useful Mm -hmm. and i and just the spirit of it being you know even if not everything is perfect in your business but setting yourself realistic targets and moving in the right direction, we mm. really subscribe to. Mm. And yes, it was easy for us. We're a small business. Yeah. We're very aligned as culturally, as I've already said. But even then, I think there have been some sort of tricky things that have, you know, have 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 taken a little bit more time on the leadership in the leadership team. Mm. Um, yeah, it's been a really positive thing for us. Great, and it gives you a benchmark as well. The, yeah, exactly. you know, you're, you're in a club now of like-minded, good people, and probably. Yeah. Probably gives you a pretty good um, new business, you know, list to go and start well, talking to. You say that, but since we became B Corp accredited, <laughs> you end up on this B Corp website. The number of bot-like cold lead emails oh, I've really? received, being like, "Hey, we saw you're a B Corp. Would you like ten thousand envelopes for five PMP?" So, oh, so we're sort of approaching that with caution. But they do do great like meetups and all that sort of thing. And for us, with our model being that we're happy to work with other agencies mm. and we actually. Yeah, enjoy there's that another door open, it's great because yeah. it's a great way to very in a shorthand way say oh actually we have the same values we're all b corp accredited that's that box ticked and then we can get you know into mm. what would a project look like so that that should be great for us so i i think that when your cream is a few years maybe 10 years ahead of passion where you are at the minute and, and I, I think that we're beginning to start thinking about something that you may have felt recently in that there is a flip that has to happen from it being a purely entrepreneurial mm. kind of almost chaotic. But, you know, you're producing good work and you're presenting a great front to the clients. But internally, the systems and the checks and balances, and the processes aren't necessarily there. And I love that. Mm. I absolutely love that because it's all about deal making. It's about everything you do moves it forward. Where do you find that tip that you think, okay, we now need to process this and codify that? And what, what, I'll, when is that? I'll what, start. Can, and then I, you can, can I ask continue. it in, in frame of, of my business? So we're, yeah. we're, we're about to be uh, completing our second financial year. So, with that in mind, wh- when does it happen? So, because of the process we went through, whereby we took over the business through an MBO. So, the business had been going since 2004. Yep. We then signed the paperwork to take over at the end of 2019. Oh, my God, what a time. So we were like, <laughs> oh, this is great. Here's all our big plans, big strategic documents. We're really aligned. We're like, here's this wonderful, at least first year. We know what we're going to be doing. And then why is everyone Three talking about in, bats? Yeah, we're like, yeah. well, what's all this about bats? Why has everyone got a cough? Why is everyone staying at home in Italy? Um, and then, yeah, so very swiftly, we got into March, April, one by one clients like we're not going to be spending at all. And there was a few brave mm. clients who actually said, you know what, brands who spend in a recession do really well. Yeah, come out faster. Um, so We've all seen the uh, the research. Yeah. yeah, so we kind of moved into what felt much more like a startup mentality, and these services that we'd been growing quite organically and you know in a sort of tentative way, things like consultancy services, creative services, where media spend dropped, those were able to grow. Yep. Um, so, I would say from all of 2020, 
most of 2021. Mm. It still felt as you described. Um, and then since then, the proof of concept has kind of happened and then we've started to yeah, act it, in a more grown-up, quote-unquote, way. And much like anything in growing a business, it's been several steps forward and then mm. a few steps back. Yeah. But in, even in terms of our mentalities, right, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna take our hands off this particular client or we're going to take our hands off this particular process. We found the person or the people in the team that have got the talent to do it and they're going to you know, take it over. And then inevitably you sort of have, you end up either kind of instinctively diving back in occasionally or, or, oh, or it has to happen yeah. because there's a problem. Yep. And I think that just that's, that iterative process has mm. happened over the last couple of years. It's been, it's probably only kind of coming into the back end of last year and into the early this year where we're suddenly realising that quite a lot of the important bits of the business, if we did take our hands off for a while, you know, would be, if not, you know, fine, they'd be better than mm. us running them. Having said all that, one of the things that that our clients love and that we love is is the kind of the general service culture of the business yeah. and it's solving quite big interesting problems for clients that's that yes we love audience but that's that's the way into these sorts of challenges that, that our clients give us and so we need to think about we talk about it all the time like what does the next 5 years look like when that's the bit that we're really passionate about so stepping back entirely isn't 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 the plan mm. you know it's more it's almost more like a well it is more like a consultant model where you know we're, st we're still going to be very involved but there might be certain tasks and processes that we you know we are not expert in anymore and we mm. have to kind of let let go and i think you know maintaining maintaining that kind of that that spirit of flexibility and adaptability and entrepreneurialism is something we're just going to have to work on. I mean, we're very conscious of it. It's been great. You know, we obviously we talk about it a lot. Mm. Um, whilst realising that for the motivation of the team and for the financial success of the business, there's a, you know, it's pulling in in the other direction a little bit. And then that's, you know, that's the compromise and the kind of the challenge we've got over the next few years. Mm. I found the, um, the 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 COVID years were, uh, were, were really interesting for Adland because obviously, you know, spend plummeted mm. and even media, you know, out, out of home cinema were kind of shut down completely. But what we, we found was it was a brilliant time, even though there wasn't any spend going through what I was doing at the time, but it was a brilliant time to maintain and to build relationships. Definitely. Because, you know, you're, you're, you're joining hands, you're doing it together, you know, and altruistically, you know, what do you need? You know, we mm. can do some runs for you, can we can help you do some research, we can do bits and pieces, we'll be here to help and chat, chat, chat. You know, you're, you're building up a, a, a proper deep relationship mm. over a period of time that's not hooked on any money because there is no money there when it comes out of it it's all kind of exploded we, we didn't do it deliberately um but we just wanted to stay in touch with everybody and, and figure out what was going on and you know and I think it was the best thing I've ever done yeah I totally I mean, agree there's something about seeing your client's living room for you know yeah downstairs corridor or something like that when people you know still doing school from home and all that sort of thing oh they... god that was hell <laughs> how was yours we were Ofsted awful Oh really? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I I can't say that. Obviously, the first few months were pretty quiet, and um, my wife is a, an employment lawyer, so she was the opposite. So she was sort of stuck in stuck in the bedroom for most of the time. Um, my my kids, thankfully, are pretty disciplined and did you know did what and once we knew what they were meant to be doing, we were pretty good. But I also had a well two year old at the time who just needed constant constant attention, and there's only so much grandparent you know yeah. Zoom daycare that you can get away with at that age mm. it was yeah it was it was simultaneously grim and a, you know an experience that I probably you know I probably quite enjoyed looking back mm. on it yeah um, it was yeah. amazing the way clients opened up though because I think there's 
It's not that they weren't previously telling us about business performance. Of course they were telling us about Godwin, business performance. Yeah. But there was a real level of honesty that we hadn't been able to unlock before, i.e. actually, personally, client A, my career aspiration is this, and I'm frustrated that COVID stopped this, this, this. Mm. And then now we understand what they really want out of this relationship, exactly. actually. Do they just really want an award? And so now the, we can go the, the, the that with them. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Like, great, you've never told us you that just, before. Why didn't you just and tell us? we can do that. Yeah. And then, you know, actually, this is where we're tracking versus competitors and we really need to make this work and just those kind of really yeah like a pub conversation it's sort of thing com- even though we're over zoom in our houses yeah. it it was yeah there was a tone shift which has meant the clients that we had then are probably the clients that we're closest to and have the deepest understanding of their businesses because we went through that together the the, the other thing is that um we've had to force ourselves to get out of a slightly more conservative mindset over the last couple mm. of years going back to your question because Obviously, things were tough in 2020 and coming yeah. into 2021 and investing in people and, you know, is, is being Can quite... Can I do a, this training? Quite, <laughs> no, quite a big decision. And we, we sort of made a decision halfway through 2021 and sort of realised between us that if we didn't, you know, not forget about the P&L, we're completely... You know, there's, no, there's no external investment in our business. Everything, everything is, is ours. Um, we, we knew that we wouldn't grow. We, had, we just had to be a little bit braver and we've built a huge amount of capacity into the team over the last 18 months um despite the fact that it doesn't always make sense on a spreadsheet because you know because that's the way that we can go from this slightly more sort of scrappy behind the scenes into entrepreneurial culture into something a little bit more structured whilst maintaining all the stuff that's good about the business that clients Mm -hmm. like and that that was quite a big decision um and you know but we got there eventually so yeah we've got it also means that that those that the team can do more training and do all that. It's not they're not just at hundred percent capacity on client work, which again, you know, it's been a bit of a mindset shift for us because mm. that's the way that we've always worked. And it just, you know, it was obviously a bit of a panic after twenty twenty. But it's 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 paying dividends n- now because that team are better trained than ever before, and you know, doing a better job. And clients seem happier. I think. Mm. How did you find it then with um, going back to your employment policy of being bringing people in that have never worked anywhere? Uh, never worked anywhere in, in, in industry, never worked anywhere potentially else. Um, and then you take on the reins at the end of 2019 and then you run into the dark years. How did you find that with, with young people, really young people in, in the business? How, how did you build the culture, the structure? How did it work? It was really difficult because so much of... We're three days a week in the office at the moment and yeah. intend to be long-term. Do you think that will... Sorry, on that, do you think that will increase? Are you, or are and you... we don't... Neil and I have no desire to increase it, Fine. so... What we say goes. So it's three days a week in the office. <laughs> all the, all the, um, I think the theory, the theory that everyone puts out there, with you know, time, time to work on longer form projects, yeah, exactly. time to yourself, getting your head together on the sort of Monday mm. and Friday, and getting a bit more time back. Are they concurrent three days? They are, yeah. They are, and yeah. that's what we like. That we try and encourage people, and it apply, It's different at different levels of the business, right? Because me and Neil will often spend Mondays doing kind of business planning work, the mm. two of us, which isn't well suited to us sitting in an open plan office yeah. and might be demotivating for people to. Hit, we're scurried away in a corner. Yep. So we try and do those three days in the middle of the week are for collective work, doing stuff on projects. To be honest, just chit chat productivity goes down but vibes and culture goes up but that's what was really difficult with people who just joined the business then we go into lockdown is that so much of what they learn is through osmosis of just i overheard a conversation or i saw how someone behaved on the phone or i saw 
you know, it, it could be the smallest thing. They just watch someone more senior in the team yeah. handling a problem that's come up and they're like, oh, okay, now Great. I know how just to do that. Don't get it through teams. And that was really difficult. We also took advantage of the furlough scheme and actually we put some of the junior team on furlough and gave them loads of training to do so they all became like the most qualified people in the IPA ever it was but... the best time I, I did all the Google qualifications exactly. anything that I could find to yeah you know. which was fantastic but I think retrospectively we probably wouldn't have put them on furlough because actually they almost had to take a career step back yeah they got all these qualifications and we maintain culture in other ways as best as we could remotely but it did mean that they didn't ex accelerate their careers at the pace that people normally do when yeah. they've just joined the business. They were definitely, yeah. So we, we post-COVID, have had to become far more kind of on it with, with honest feedback on mm. a very regular basis. Yeah. You know, so, you know, behaviour in the office, behaviour. I mean, minor things that, you know, let get out of control can become a yeah. real problem. Can nipping it in the bud. And these, yeah. are, these are... These are you know, relatively young people that just have no context. And some, some of them were sort of hilarious things that people were doing, you know, you know, sort of lying on their back on a sofa whilst on a call with a client, but, you know, just seemingly didn't think about it. But being honest, sometimes at the grad level, we have a relatively high level of attrition. Like yeah. the first three months, we know them, they know us, and yeah. then we're very honest if it's not working out because it's not, it's, we're not helping them and we're not helping us in the long, in the long no. run. But that kind of steady drumbeat, which admittedly kind of starts to get more spread out over time in their career, with our business of this is this is good this is bad how do you think it's going things that we were doing more ad hoc that are much much we're much more disciplined now I think mm. has got through some of that where it was it was a bit of a shock certainly um but you know the, it's it's it definitely seems to be working you know working pretty well now good would you have done anything differently with regards to well the whole journey really so the, um... I mean the, the, there were a lot of circumstances mm. in the way certainly through covid that things that you, you couldn't do anything about but mm. you're thinking right back to the very beginning about you two how you mm. came together w could you have accelerated this was there a catalyst that um got you thinking down this route or would you mm. have been happier to have done it in 2014 yeah maybe? yeah you know, i think the at the point that we were already running the business the two of us but as employees rather than business owners we spent a lot of time thinking should we try and basically do an MBO here with the founder, Graham, or should we just start again somewhere else? And obviously the start again seems very shiny and exciting because we could give it a new name and it can be all these different things. Then we wrote out what that thing would be and it was cream, mm. the cream that we'd already been building. So I have no regrets and I know Neil doesn't either about the route that we did to get to where we are now. The thing that I think we have overlooked and are fixing now as a result is that Cream's growth right from the start from 2004 but also in the recent history as well of the business has been through um, an organic approach to new business basically. Client we like, move somewhere else, then they bring us in. Means you're doing good work. Media owner we know recommends us unreservedly. Yeah. Creative agency we know recommends us unreservedly. Completely. You know, Media agencies we've worked with when we've been the creative agency do the same. So we've never had to have a pithy one-liner version of what is cream because mm -hmm. we've always had the time to spend explaining our ethos, explaining our ideology, showing them how we work. And 
we rarely pitch because we get invited in and often as a consultant and then we kind of work from there, figure out what the relevant the scope open, is. There's a project, like the project, let's really do something bigger. Yeah, oh, and it's really And it's really weird to be like, here are the four services. <laughs> it's, it's, it's quite strange. But because we therefore never did that exercise, now when we're trying to think about, well, how do we scale? How do we accelerate growth? How do we start conversations with people that we don't already know? We're having to really think about how do we make the proposition clearer, more distinctive, pointier, mm -hmm. which we've been doing a lot of work with with the rest of the senior management team over the last couple of months. And that would have been a good thing to start earlier, I'm sure. Um, yeah. Whether it would have affected growth, I don't know. But where we're at now, we're getting something that we're really happy with, which is great. See, I'm, I'm, I'm really pleased that you said that because, as I say, you know, we're, we're a lot younger than mm. you in, in, our, in our journey as passion. And we are beginning to talk about right, what's our mission statement, what's our mm. vision, how do we get there, what, what are the behaviours that we believe in. And we're divided down the middle as to who thinks that we should have that and who thinks that we shouldn't and it's something mm. that we should address further down the line. I think it should be done early. I agree. You know, it's mm. um, you know, you want it in the DNA of everybody that you come in, rather than potentially having to force a behaviour into the business down the line. Mm. It's it's really hard when you're sort of scrapping around for. I mean, especially at the moment where new business last year was quiet. I think across across the industry in the market contra I'll keep my contracted shut. a we bit. Had a great year. Um, <laughs> <laughs> for, for us, for us, and a few. I didn't keep my mouth shut. <laughs> I, told, I, I told you I was a gobshite outside. <laughs> it, right? it, it, for for us, it dipped from where we expected it to be. The other thing that we went we held off on um and we probably should have done earlier which kind of goes to charlotte's point is bring in a pr agency mm. which which you know hasn't necessarily kind of brought in a new business never it was never intended to but that's forced us to do what charlotte's describing mm. so get our message right yeah, absolutely what are we clear on um and yeah my pre my previous point is sometimes you know new business comes along and you have to kind of adjust you know you're tempted to adjust what you do or yeah. stretch mm. what you do slightly and we've definitely done that in the past we're much better at not doing that mm. anymore um, and that's partly the financial situation we're in and the kind of growth we've had over the last couple of years, for sure. And I think but moving around the kind of proposition too much is difficult. I mean, I think that you sort of see the team looking at you like, I'm sure we didn't do this last yeah. week. Mm. We haven't. That's that's not been us for a couple of years. But it is, it, especially when it's post post COVID, particularly, like, well, mm. you know, we'll take on projects that maybe didn't make total sense. But now but now we're, we're a little bit more disciplined. Well, yeah. And, you know, you've got to find your feet as well. So yeah. you, you start with a proposition and you take that out to market, believing that the market, that that's what the market wants. Some of those things are what the market wants and some aren't. So so it will morph and it will slowly get to what it should be. And then and that, well, then I suppose actually it does it all over again. New cyclers, mm -hmm. new industries, new technologies, new media potentially come into play. So well done. I think you've got a great story. Like I say, I wish you the best of the luck with a caveat on the end of it. It's lovely to have you on here today. Thank you so much for taking time out. Let's Do the Right Thing is curated and presented by Adam Hopkinson. Brought to you by Passion Media in association with RadioWorks and is a Maple Street creative production. Discover more episodes and leadership insights by searching Let's Do the Right Thing podcast. 
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.